There is a new law coming that might impact your retirement accounts. And today we are talking all about the new Secure Act 2.0 and some of the major changes coming. All that and more on today's episode of the Retire Want Show. Hey everybody, I am Jonathan Rankin. I am the founder and CEO of Theorem Wealth Management, and I am joined today, as always, by my lovely co-host. Hi, I'm Melissa Rankin. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for being here. I hope everybody's having a great holiday season. I know we are getting to spend time with our lovely children as they're out of school. That is always fun. Christmas is just a few days away. Weather's chilly here in Dallas. That's right. And uh, as I've seen people say that you right now are either sick with a cold, the flu, this RSV, or you don't have children. We have children, and that's why my trooper wife here and co-host is just powering through this thing. So thank you. <laughs> well, I apologize to everybody who is listening to this for my scratchy voice. And if I happen to cough or sneeze, I apologize in advance for that also. We'll do our best to edit that out. <laughs> but uh, thank you for being here. Before we jump into the Secure Act 2.0, what do we want people to do, Mel? We want you to subscribe. We never want you to miss an episode of this amazing retirement journey that we want to be on with you. That's right. Hit that subscribe button. Join us on this thing. So let's jump in. All right. So back in 2019, the original Secure Act was passed. And now, a few years later, there is a $1.7 trillion spending bill that is making its way through Congress. And it's likely to be passed in the next day or so, or probably by the time this comes out. Uh, and this 4,100-page bill... Has so over, some light reading material. Just very light reading material. I don't even think the people writing these things can actually read all of this stuff. I think it's like one person contributes a page, the next person does, and then all together everybody still wants all of their pages in there. I love that that's where our taxpayers' dollars are going to a $1.7 trillion spending bill that nobody's actually going to read the whole thing of. Um, but in this bill, there are over 100 retirement provisions known as Secure Act 2.0. Now, we're not going to cover all 100 plus of these. We're going to cover some of the major ones. The standout ones. Yeah. And the good thing is that there's nothing in this uh, 2.0 bill that is as major of a change as the original Secure Act did with the death of the stretch IRA. I mean, we, uh, we've talked about it before. And if you haven't seen our video on inheriting an IRA, uh, make sure you check that out. We'll link to that right here. But uh, they made that a lot more complicated. So... Luckily, now there's nothing that bad in this bill, uh, but let's jump into some of the major changes in the uh, new Secure Act 2.0. So again, we're not going to cover all of them, just the ones that we felt were kind of standout ones, if you will. So to kick it off, number one, an increase in catch-up contributions in 401k or 403b plans. That's right. If you are over the age of 50, right now you can contribute an additional $6,500 into your 401k or 403b and next year, it's going to go up to $7,500. Uh, but with the proposed changes, this allows people ages 60, 61, 62, and 63 to increase that catch-up contribution to $10,000 a year in addition to their traditional regular contributions. So why they pick those ages, I don't know. Why is it only those few years? I don't know. But those are the years that they're letting people contribute a little bit more than regular. So. so if you're 60, 61, 62, or 63, that applies to you. That applies to you. If you're 64, you should have done it when you were 63, I guess. If, if you could travel back in time before this that's right. was proposed, I guess. Yeah. So no one explained to us why they picked those ages, but those are the ages that you get. So, um, so leading with that is number two, catch-up contribution limits indexed for inflation. 
Right now, the catch-up contribution for IRAs has been $1,000 since 2006. Now, Forever. It, it seems like forever. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure the only thing that stayed you know, the same price since 2006 has been the Costco hot dog and soda. So <laughs> Which we still enjoy. <laughs> that's true, and I love the fact that the CEO is adamant that that is never going to change, at least for now. We appreciate that. We do, and uh, but right now... They're finally going to allow IRA contributions to uh, increase with inflation. So that catch-up will actually increase, and that'll be good for those who participate in a traditional IRA. Okay. Number three, auto-enroll mandate. So part of this whole bill is around the fact that there's this retirement crisis that everybody talks about, how in decades from now, there's going to be this massive gap of how much people need to live off of in retirement and how much they have saved. And research has shown that there's a significant number of people who don't contribute to their employer plan, even when they're offered a matching contribution. So with the Secure Act 2.0, employers would be required to auto-enroll their employees into their retirement plan. And if you don't want to participate, then you would have to unenroll manually, but it's more of a manual process. Which I think that one's kind of nice, actually. I mean, yeah, for the people who might... I don't know, I don't want to say lazy, but who maybe are like, oh, you know, I'll start contributing next time or yeah, so in a month or whatever. And this is, uh, you know, I think Congress and the U.S. is really just trying to get ahead of that eventual retirement crisis they talk about. And hopefully more people are going to participate. So in keeping with that, that leads us to number four, the auto enroll savings percentage. Yeah. So not only are they going to automatically enroll you, they're going to automatically enroll you at 3% of your pay. And that is going to increase every single year by 1% until you reach 10%. Now, once again, you can opt out of that, but this is just making it to where you're continuously increasing how much you put in every single year if you don't ever check this plan. But if you're starting a new job and you wonder why your paycheck might be a little light, just make sure you check the company's 401k because it's likely going there after the auto enrollment. With your forced savings. That's right. Okay, number five, increasing the age at which you must begin taking RMDs again. Yeah, the original Secure Act bumped it up from 70 and a half to age 72, and now it's going to go all the way up to age 75. But wait, there's more. Of course uh, there's more. Yeah, they, they can't just make it simple. It's going to be phased in over the next few years based on your age, and you just got to love how they make things complicated. It just can't be easy, a simple date in, in time. Uh, but there's actually one funny thing is that especially if you were born in 1959, it's going to be a little bit more complicated because right now in the bill, there is verbiage that that age has two different ages at which you must take RMDs. Oh, good. So if you're born in 1959, good luck figuring that out. If it's passed in the format it's in right now, hopefully there's some sort of, uh, you know, I would say conclusion to that when they actually sign this thing. But uh, who knows? Right now, that one's a little bit uh, convoluted at best. It is, but luckily it's only for people born in 1959. Those lucky chosen ones. Those lucky chosen ones. But at least it's not as complicated as inheriting an IRA was after the Secure Act 1.0. So, but you know, it makes it a little bit more difficult. So speaking of RMDs, that leads us into number six. There will be an RMD exemption. That's right. Uh, right now, as it's written, the new rule is going to look at your combined qualified account balances. So this is 401ks, traditional IRAs. And if that balance, the total balance, is less than $100,000, then you would be exempt from an RMD. That's kind of a nice one. It is, because the whole purpose of an RMD is to 
pay taxes to Uncle Sam. So uh, it kind of allows that to continue to compound. Finally, a nice one that seems you can actually see the benefits of that one. That's right. Okay, number seven, RMD penalties are also likely to change. Yeah, right now they are. If you miss an RMD, that penalty is 50% of the RMD amount, even if you miss it by a day. Yeah, I mean, there is no gray area. That is a hard and fast 50%. That's right. So if you spent, you know, the week between Christmas and New Year's just completely out of it and partying and having fun with family and you forget to take your RMD and you wake up on January 2nd going, I need to take this. Well, it would have been a 50% penalty. The new rule is likely to change that to either a 25% penalty or even a, as low as a 10% penalty based on the timing in which it's changed and fixed. That would be nice. 10% would be very nice. It would be. Much better than, you know, the outrageous 50%. That's right. Might as well just give them the whole thing. At that Pretty point. much. Just forget about it. It's going. Number eight. One big change that's proposed would allow employer matching funds to be directed into the Roth portion of your 401k. This is a huge one. It is because right now all matching funds go into the pre-tax and this would direct them into that Roth portion. Now you would have to pay taxes on whatever that matches. They'd likely issue you a 1099 or add that to your, uh, your W-2, but it would be free money going into a Roth. And, you know, depending on how Long until your retirement, this allows that money to compound, and we all know the benefits of having a Roth IRA, especially in retirement. So this Which is, we have also done an episode on, so definitely go back and catch that one if you right. haven't. Yeah, but this is a this is a big one because that's free money going into a Roth that uh, you know wasn't available before. So I think that's a huge huge change. It is another positive one. That's right. Number nine, five to nine. <laughs> Sorry, see that I stifled it though. <laughs> 59 to Roth IRA transfers. That's right. We're not going to edit that out either. Uh, <laughs> so right now, the, there are restrictions to this. So we're just going to go through the highlight of this because this one can get a little complicated. But right now, if you contributed to a 529 for your kid's entire life and they go to school and they don't use all those funds, there's always been this, okay, what can we do with that money? Kind of yeah. just sits usually. Yeah. And now there can you can actually transfer that to the beneficiary. So the money can't be transferred into a Roth for the parents or the owners. So you're not getting that back, just to be clear. No. So if your kid gets a scholarship to college and you have this money that's set aside in a 529 plan, well, they get a scholarship and maybe a retirement <laughs> account if you choose to go that route. But like I said, there See, are, it pays to be smart. It does. But and pay there, attention in school. There are restrictions with this. Um, and so I really make sure to understand the rules because you have to have the account for over 15 years. So it has to be maintained for over 15 years. And there's a lifetime maximum transfer limit of $35,000. So you can't just load this thing up and then transfer a very large Roth to the, you know, to the beneficiary. It's just a portion of that. Also a good one. It is, but those are just some of the major changes that are coming your way in retirement plans. Uh, There are like I said, over 100 provisions that are likely to be changed, even some for those who have student loan debt and even for you know tax-free or uh, favorable withdrawals for emergencies. There are a lot of different things in this bill, but we just want to unpack some of the major changes that are coming. Um, but if you have specific questions about how this law changes for your retirement, make sure you head to retirewantshow.com. You can send us a question or you can schedule some time with a member of our team where we would be happy to walk through your specific circumstances. Uh, but with that, what do we want you to do before you get out of here? We want you to subscribe. We want you to always 
catch one of these episodes. That's right. Even when Melissa's voice is back <laughs> and in full force, we want Even you to be then, here for that. Especially then. That's right. So join us next time on the Retire One Show. I'm Jonathan Rankin. And I'm Melissa Rankin. Thank you so much for joining us.